Welcome to Let's Talk Land, a weekly land education talk show devoted to learn about land and farms, buying, selling, and ownership, especially for real estate agents and realtors. Hey guys, learn from the experts. This is free land education, hard to find out there. Hi, my name's Lou Jewell. I'm an accredited land consultant, broker owner of Land Pro Real Estate, along with my co-host this morning, Teresa Martin, and she's uh, writing a contract. She may join us later. Our new office is at 207 East Main Street in downtown Pilot Mountain, North Carolina. We serve all of your real estate needs in western Piedmont, North Carolina, and southern Virginia. Hey, give us a shout. We'll help you out. All of our shows are dedicated to the Realtors Land Institute staff and members. Our national website is www.rliland.com. Now listen to me. If you're buying or selling land or farms, go to this website. You know why? Because we're over 2,000 national members. There's a little over 600 accredited land consultant designees like myself. We're the land experts out there. We'll save your money if you're buying. We'll make you more if you're selling. We know how to play the game. Don't be foolish. Go to www.rliland.com. Hey, we'd like to thank our sponsors, landhub.com, buying or selling land, Landhub.com is the place to be. And, and Acre Value. Acre Value, their sponsor, is the only website I need to reach land with Acre Value. You can find soil maps, crop rotations, landowners' names, and even what the land has been selling for in your market. AcreValue.com. Our guest today is Rudy King. Welcome, Rudy. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming to the studio. My first podcast. Your first podcast. Well, <laughs> it's not mine. You're actually number 199. You didn't make the 200. Uh, so we may have to get you back next well, week. I'm honored to be here. But you're welcome. Where, where do you live? Concord, North Carolina, yeah, just I, north of Charlotte. Yeah, I got some brothers. I grew up in Charlotte, and I got some 85-year-old and 80-year-old uh, that live in, in Corn Cob, as I call it, near <laughs> Cornersville or Kernersville. I'm just teasing. <laughs> It's a great area. It's really grown over the years, hasn't it? It has. Urban sprawl. Yeah, but you grew up in West Virginia, didn't you? I did. Whereabouts? Central part of the state, Gilmer County. My, where I was born and raised was less than 50 miles from the geographic center in the state of West Virginia. Huh. Was that mountainous area there? Coal, it was mountainous. Coal mining? Area. Yeah. Definitely? Yeah. Most yeah. Of, yeah. Yeah, we had uh, uh, dark and, and dusk. That we didn't see much sunshine. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> And you've had an interesting career. You said earlier you were working with a small bank, right, in West Virginia to begin with? And in Richwood, West Virginia. Yeah, and then where'd you go? Oh, gosh, it's been a... Uh, it, it, it's been a... Is that uh, a whole a, show? A, yeah, that's a whole show. <laughs> many, many different paths. Yeah. So. Well, you ended up with Mutual of Omaha, and what a great company. That I forgot to pull the history on it, but it's got to be somewhere around... A, it's an old line insurance company right it is it is uh most people know who mutual of omaha is if not by, from the insurance side they know it from mutual of omaha's wild kingdom exactly. that uh, that's what i grew up on yeah, me too i watched it every week every sunday yeah. seven o'clock yeah, you got it now we were in west virginia so we we could watch it if a limb hadn't fallen on our antenna wire or something but oh, okay. uh, we were tuned in hey is it true that the uh, satellite dish is the state flower it is, yeah, yeah. That's what I was. And that the toothbrush was invented there; otherwise, they would have called it the teeth brush. Oh, okay. All of those things. Oh, <laughs> well, they pick on West Virginia, don't they? <laughs> but like a lot of you know, a lot of uh, the evolution of companies, uh, it's uh, they buy and absorb and, and branch out. And Mutual Omaha got involved. And our subject today is going to be reverse mortgages. Correct. Which a lot of people don't know. They hear reverse mortgages. You see commercials on TV. You know, there's some negative things, as there is with anything. But you're going to set it straight today, aren't you? I'm going to try. So I hope uh, in the show you can take us through the process, who's a candidate, uh, what to expect, how to get out of it. Because you can get out. You can reverse the reverse, can't you? That is right. Okay. And you can do a little bit with farms, not vacant land. Well, just a little bit, because this is a land show, and this is kind of outside of what we talk about, but it's important for people to know. And knowing you, I uh, wanted to make sure we had the right person to uh, tell us all about it, okay? So um, uh, let's see here. You've worked extensively for the last six years with the senior homeowners, focusing on helping them achieve a better retirement by leveraging their home wealth, and that's what this program's about, right? It it's really cashing is. cashing in. It you really know, 
you've retired and, and, and maybe the, your pensions got stole. I mean, there's all kinds of things. And what you'd plan, you and your wife or whatever it is, to, you know, you, we, we plan or you should plan. And now to your those golden ages and it ain't working out, right? That's correct. It's, uh, there's some real retirement challenges out there for us boomers. That's for sure. You know, right. we haven't saved enough money for retirement, most of us. Right. Uh, probably over 40% of us are still making a mortgage payment past age 65, which isn't good when you're particularly maybe on fixed income. Uh, and for many, many people, the biggest asset they have is equity in their home. Right. Uh, in fact, nationally, I haven't looked at the statistic for a while, sure. but uh, over $11 trillion of home wealth, equity, yeah. ho housing wealth in this country is controlled and owned by people, people over the age of 62. Yeah, isn't that something? Yeah, that's a lot of money. And the challenge we have is we're going to live longer than our generations before us. Right. So we have to figure out a way to uh, enjoy the and have good quality, quality of life, quality of life and not run out of money. Yeah, yeah. And you're right. That's, uh, I mean, I've only bought one house, believe it or not, in all these years. Because, uh, you know, I rented, I lived in New York and rented, and then when I moved to Charlotte, back to Charlotte, I rented, and then I moved up to Pilot, and I rented, and and, uh, and then I finally made a mortgage in 1991, <laughs> and I'm still there, and I still owe money because I keep borrowing money to get, well, I've improved it. I've doubled the size. And, you know, the house was built in 43, so uh, over the years, you know, it's, uh, but that's okay. Uh, you know, now my Social Security covers more than covers my mortgage payment. Everything's paid for. But that day may come, and I've got really good equity, and especially since the value of home prices, golly, I think I paid seventy-eight thousand for it, and it should be worth a little over four hundred thousand right now. Yeah, yeah, which is uh, crazy. And we've just went through two years or so of uh, high, just, high inflated exactly. prices. Yeah, exactly. And they're still there, by the way. They are they're still there. They're you know, we're starting to hear in the market that uh, some people, and this is all real estate's local. So what's going on here in my area is not what's going on in Charlotte or Wyoming or out west or up north or Florida or, you know, each market is very, you know, very specific, has its own own uh, statistics. But uh, only thing we're seeing, uh, just to, this is a little side of our topic, mm -hmm. is, is, is that the, uh, the first time home buyers, uh, they're the ones that's really hurting with the higher interest rates and the down payments and so on. They are, and they're competing against corporate buyers. Yeah. I just saw oh, a statistic the, the other day that 25% of new home sales were purchased by investors. Mm -hmm. Many of those and are. And they're turning around renting them at even higher prices. That's exactly right. It's a vicious cycle, isn't it? It is. It is. But uh, let's get back on topic here. Okay. Mutual of All Home is leading company that offers several types of mortgage products, including reverse mortgages, our topic today. The company offers home equity conversion mortgages, for purchase loans of jumbo reverse mortgages. Now, this is not something that mutual overhaul, because reverse mortgages, you have any idea how long that concept was approved? The first reverse mortgage was made, I believe, in 1976. Uh, and I don't know that it was even called a reverse mortgage then. Well, it, was, it, it was a widow in Maine who had lost her husband. He was a beloved school teacher and football coach. Mm -hmm. And there was a young banker there. Uh, she was left, unfortunately, with not a lot of income, right. but she did have a paid-for house. Uh, and this loan officer came up with the idea of giving her a loan secured by deed of trust against right. the house. And every month, the bank would make a deposit into her account, giving her some income and cash flow that right. she needed. The loan, the loan repayment was going to be deferred right. until the house sold in the end, and that was the first loan of this type that was done. Now, from there up until about the mid-80s, there were several iterations of this that were done in, by different you know, right. private sectors and so forth. It was in the mid-80s that the government actually got involved. Okay. Uh, and then what happened? They actually started a program that's administered by HUD, still okay. is today, right. insured by FHA, okay. still is today. Uh, that reverse mortgage product is called a home equity conversion mortgage, or sometimes referred to as a HECM. You know, we don't talk in full sentences or full words. Gotta anymore. have them acronyms. Oh yeah, or emojis or yep. whatever it might be. But uh, 
Uh, and that those HECMs basically, basically make up about probably 95% or more of the reverse mortgages that are originated okay. today. So is it trans now, is it changed again, or is that where we are now? That's where we are now. Okay. That's where we are. There are proprietary products out there, but they're generally considered what I would call jumbo reverse mortgages. They're, they're essentially uh, more favorable and advantageous for people that had properties worth over, you know, a million dollars. Is there a minimum or a cap on this? There's a cap on it from the standpoint of how much you can borrow. It's it's an FHA insured loan, right. so FHA does set the ceiling as far as maximum value of the home that they will base the loan on. They're is that really a percentage or it's uh, it's is a percentage, a factor, a multiplier, if you will, that's really driven by the age of the younger borrower and the interest rate. There's gotcha. really three factors that determines how much of the value of the home you can access. Okay, what are those three? The value of the house, right. which is established by an value appraiser. Of the, house. Mm-hmm. the age of the younger borrower and so the, the interest younger rate. borrower. The so younger borrower. I'm 73. My wife is now in the 70s club. So right. So it would be based on her on her age. Right. Correct. Okay. And and what's the third one? The third one is interest rate, okay. which that basically follows. The, the index for that in most cases is the one-year treasury. And, of course, that moves up and down, mostly been moving up of late. Well, you know, I started off the show talking about how, uh, you know, there was maybe some negative competitions out there. So I did a little research myself. Mm-hmm. I spent some time doing it. You know, the only thing I found is said the problem with reverse mortgages, reverse mortgages come with the higher fees that most traditional loans and the borrower also is faced with mortgage insurance costs up to cap 2%, right, of the home value. But what's more, and what's more, most reverse mortgage terms require the borrower stay on top of the property taxes, which you would anyway, the homeowner's insurance, or if you're in a, an HOA, you that and any uh, uh, maintenance costs mm-hmm. to avoid defaulting on it. Right. The biggest reason, uh, you're correct, closing costs are higher on a reverse mortgage than they are, say, on a traditional mortgage, and the biggest reason for that is the FHA mortgage insurance premium. There's an upfront initial FHA mortgage insurance premium that's paid at closing that's 2% of the value of the house. Well, on a $400,000 house, that's an $8,000 upfront initial insurance premium. But you have to look at that in terms of really what am I getting for that insurance. But isn't for that, that insur- built into the loan package? It is built that's in. That's not cash that's yeah, out of pocket. Yeah, in most people, that's just a part of part of the financing and, 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 and the loan and, and taken out of the loan. But so what is the out-of-pocket, just the truth? There, there, I mean, there is what a— What are you paying at closing out-of-pocket? Uh, you won't pay anything typically at closing Nothing. out of pocket. No, you'll pay, there. There are two costs that you will incur up front, and sometimes they're both paid outside of closing. One is a HUD counseling fee. Okay. Since this is administered by HUD, there is a required HUD counseling you have to sit call. Sit down and talk to someone. And right. Primary purpose of that is to make sure that the borrower, the yeah. borrower is mentally competent, and there's no type of elder abuse going on. Somebody forcing them to do sure. it against their will. Okay. What's so, the second one? Well, the. the uh, get back to where I was, the, the, the insurance, the, the, the appraisal fees right. can be paid inside the, the loan at closing, right. or sometimes it's paid up front gotcha. as well. But that's, that, that's usually a three or four, $500 bill. The, yeah, 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 exactly. And, 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 uh, those really are, they'll be the only fees that a borrower would incur, let's say if they were to withdraw an application before closing and that type of thing. Well, that's all I could find. Is there anything I didn't know about? Um, that you hear about that's not true? Well, I hear the most common myth that we hear out there is that the lender gets title to the house. That is not, not the case. True. No, it is a mortgage secured by a deed of trust against your primary residence. Um, and you can take, you retain ownership of the house. You can sell it anytime you want to. No different than any other mortgage in that regard. Uh, it just has some special qualifications and uh, that we can talk about. Uh, you know, when you're ready, that, yeah. that makes it different than a, than a mortgage and, and really gears it toward retirees or soon-to-be retirees. Okay. Uh, the other thing you will hear is that uh, uh, you'll be, you can be forced out of your house. That's, that's, that's not the case. Uh, you own the house as long as you meet the requirements, which is occupy, occupy it and pay the property charges. You, you're, you can live in the home as long as you want to. Wow, what a great program. Well, our guest today is Rudy King from Mutual of Aha. We'd like to thank our sponsors, LandHub.com, 
Land Hub Sell Your Land, Land of Your Dreams in Acre Value. Hey, guys, you need to go to this one if you just want to check out what land and stuff selling for around the country. Uh, it's got a lot of good stuff. AcreValue.com. So our guest, Rudy King, with uh, Mutual of Omaha, we're talking about reverse mortgages, and we've uh, pretty much gone through the basics of it and the negatives of it, which aren't many, but I want to get those off the table. And uh, so let's move into how the mechanics of this thing, how the wheel turns. So, for example, what is the eligibility requirements for a reverse mortgage on your personal home? Right. That's one key thing is right. it has to be secured by a deed of trust on your primary residence, the home that you occupy. Can't be investment property. Cannot be investment property, can't be a vacation home, that type of thing. Primary residence. Correct. At least one borrower has to be six, age 62 or better. Okay, you can have a, uh, a non-borrowing spouse, let's say, that's not 62. They How can, does that work? They're, they're not on the loan. They aren't. Oh, okay. a, they aren't a lot of time loans can be just on the primary. It could be the, the, per, the man or the wife. Or gang, correct. Gang, correct. Either or. Correct. But, but the important thing is in 2013, I think it was, the okay. rules changed to where it used to be if they weren't a borrower and the borrower to pass away or have to go to a nursing home or whatever, a trigger event for the loan to be due sure. and payable, she had to pay the loan off, which in most cases meant selling the house. Right. That's no longer the case. A non-borrowing spouse Not can't, kicking us old farts out anymore, That's huh? exactly right. They can continue to live in the home with all the advantages of the of the loan, and we'll talk about yeah, those. Sure. She just wouldn't have access if there were un, untapped equity that was available to the borrower. She doesn't have access to that, but she can live there the rest of her life with uh, with no mortgage payment. So uh, th those are the primary things. Primary residents, 62 or older, there need you need to have sufficient equity to qualify. You is that a percentage? It's going to be a percentage, again, based on age and and uh, interest rate what would the minimum be maybe um just a guess i mean i know that's it's, it depends on a good rule of thumb right now if you yeah. want to if you want to calculate yeah, how much you could borrow would be age of the younger borrower minus 35 so let's just make it simple math a 65 year old could access about 30% of the value of their home. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Now that's today. You know, that, that number is going to go up and down, and the big driver is going to be. And that's a Congress-driven, Congress-approved? It's, it's just the, the, the way the product is done. It, it's almost like actuarial people in insurance okay. business. They're basically, gotcha. they're looking at someone saying, okay, you're 65. How much money or what? how much of your value of your home are we willing to and comfortable lending you? knowing that they assume up front that you're going to max the loan out and never make a payment as long as you live. Sure. So uh, that's what establishes it. So the older you are, the more the value of the home you can access. Gotcha. Okay. So I'm 73, so I could get a lot more, yeah. right? Uh, well. As opposed to 65. Correct. Absolutely. Absolutely. And this is a monthly payment? There, there is no payment. That is, is they give you some of the, that amount, like here's your eighty thousand dollars, or right. One of the most common uses for. See, I thought it was a monthly thing. No, no, um, you never have a required monthly mortgage payment with a yeah, reverse. Paying, I don't have to. That's correct. And so there's never your your monthly payment is zero, right? As long as you meet the requirements of the loan. The taxes. Exactly, so exactly, but uh, the. The way you access it really is let's just let's just take a hypothetical. Let's right. say you've got a three hundred thousand dollar home, and with the reverse mortgage, you have access to a hundred thousand dollars of that value. Right. Okay, I like that number. Okay, so let's say that there's an outstanding mortgage of fifty thousand dollars on it. So we've got to pay that off because we need to be in a first lien position to right. secure our loan. So fifty thousand of your hundred is used up front. Let let's say okay. okay. Now you've got 50000 left of additional equity that you can access. And that, that money could be accessed either you could convert it to a monthly income stream oh, if you okay. wanted so you to. Get to choose that. You're right. Or you could just simply say, I don't need that money. I'm going to leave it in there in the line of credit uh, so that it. Like it, an equity line. Exactly. Exactly. So there are two types, there's two types of, re, of reverse mortgages out there. There's fixed rate and there's adjustable. Okay. Okay. What's the difference? V fixed rates are basically an, uh, a, a closed end loan. So uh, whatever money you can access, you get it all up front. 
Okay, and it's kind of one and done. Just like an equity line, not a construction loan, an equity line. Mortgage equity is a mortgage, right? Well, it's more like a traditional mortgage. If I'm borrowing $100,000, I'm borrowing $100,000 up front, and that's right. it. Okay. okay. So the, 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 uh, it has no attached line of credit to it. Gotcha. Okay. So, and sometimes you're restricted. If, if, if you only need, if you need less than 60% of the value of the home to pay off your mortgage and your closing costs, they're going to limit you to 60% of your value. So let's back to our example. Somebody that had access to a hundred thousand, if they only needed 30,000 to pay off their mortgage and closing costs, they're going to say you can only get 60000 of your hundred, and you're going to get the balance of that up front, and it's over, okay, as far as money, the equity that you can convert okay. to cash, okay? And adjust, the adjustable rate product has a built-in line of credit. All right, wait a minute. i got to ask a question. Yes. Here. Sorry to interject. Okay. I just got that $100,000, mm -hmm. less than $30,000, so mm -hmm. I got $70,000. Mm -hmm. Go to the attorney, go through all the stuff, and it's recorded, and I come pick up my check, mm -hmm. and I go buy a new truck for cash. Mm-hmm your money but i'm still obligated to the mortgage right well you you yes you're obligated to the mortgage it's just whatever your loan I just added seventy thousand dollars yeah. to whatever correct the balance of the payoff was correct that's not real smart well it, this like every product needs to be used prudently and wisely okay and that's one of the uh things that but we try no to one's monitoring that other than education right that's correct nobody's Peeking in the window at your account and saying, oh, boy, we better call this person up. They're getting in trouble. Right. You're on your own. Right. That's part of the reason for the HUD uh, call to make sure that the people are mentally competent to make wise and, un and understand how it works. We, as loan officers, we really focus on that education, make sure they sure. understand. But you're getting that third-party communication that's but understand that once the loan is in place however they use it you know that money is that that they have access to is theirs to use however they want to okay uh so uh so you can get the money lump sum you can get the money in in monthly payments to you as income annually however you however you want them however you want to or you can have a line of credit Okay. Now, here's the difference between a reverse mortgage line of credit and a traditional home, yeah, home yeah. equity That's line. That's where I get confused. Yeah. With a traditional home equity line of credit, you have an established line. Let's say you've got a $25,000 line of credit, and that's it. If you get to that point, you've, you can't get access any more money. And if the value of your home were to go down, guess what? The bank can call you and say, Lou, we, we're not comfortable with the home equity line based on the current value of your home. We need to get this thing paid off, convert it to an to a amortized loan. Right. Uh, with a reverse mortgage line of credit, that is not the case. Nobody as calls you, huh? As long as you, again, live there and pay your property charges. Nobody calls you. That's exactly if right. If they do, it's probably a scam. Can't be, can't be closed, can't be frozen. And here's the real icing on the cake and what makes this a great financial management tool is that line of credit grows at the same effective rate as your loan grows explain that okay let's let, neophytes. okay so let's say that back to our example we've got a hundred thousand dollars that we could access through our reverse mortgage right. we used 50 of it that was our initial loan amount because we had to use that to pay off our mortgage and our closing right. costs now we've got fifty thousand over here in a line of credit Okay. okay. If we don't make any voluntary payments on our reverse mortgage, that loan's going to accrue interest and it's going to get bigger. Well, guess what? Our fifty thousand dollars in our line of credit is also growing at that extent. Wait a minute, you just paid the house off. You but you've got a loan where you paid the house off. Oh, because you still it's just instead of ABC Bank, it's now the You just it's, refinanced it's HUD. It. Yeah, you just refinanced it into okay. your reverse right. mortgage. Okay. I want to clarify that because yeah. you're thinking, well, I just paid it off, but you didn't pay it off. You paid the loan off with that particular lender, and you moved that loan into a different pot with a different amount, with a different structure. Right. So, you know, what you've done is you've now taken, you've refinanced a mortgage that was a payment uh, mandatory, right. and you've now refinanced it into a loan that's payment voluntary. Right. Okay. So you've now taken control over that cash flow that used to be having to go to the bank now 
you decide if you want to make a payment or not. It's entirely up to, up to right. you. Now, I just did this. I'm in this thing. I've been doing this for two years. I just decided to take an annual draw, mm -hmm. okay? And my my uh, my loan is uh, $30,000 is what I've got. Mm -hmm. I'm 73. Mm -hmm. And I went and got a scratch-off lottery, and I won $20,000. Mm -hmm. I want to reduce that burden. Mm -hmm. Can I do that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So uh, you can still go ahead and pay your mortgage down. Absolutely. And that's the thing that I try to tell people is you'll talk, I'll talk with people, and they say, well, you know, I, I don't need a loan where I don't have any payment. I've got plenty of cash flow. I can afford to make yeah, a mortgage. Yeah, you do right now. Yeah. Well, that's true. But, hey, great. If you can if you can make a monthly payment, make it, because the advantage of making it into the reverse mortgage is if you pay for every dollar that you pay toward your loan balance, you just created a dollar of equity that's now available in your line of credit that you can access in the future if you need it for emergency expenses, whatever oh, okay. it might be. So I initially two years ago got the $30,000. I've spent conservatively $5,000, right? And now I've been putting maybe $3,000 back. So that 3000 is still over, available over and above the original thirty that I got? Whatever you pay toward your loan balance is going to be available in your line of credit. Over the thirty. Over the original thirty. Correct. So, so as you create equity, lower your loan balance. Wow. You're, that's, that's now. Crazy. And and let's just say hypothetically that the effective growth rate on your loan is five percent. Well, right. now you've got fifty thousand dollars. In our example, sure. fifty thousand dollars of equity, liquidity, if right. you will, that's growing at five percent. Where can you put money today? How's it growing at five percent? Because it, it, it basically, the, the, the rules of the program are that the credit line will grow at the same effective rate as the line of credit. Because, or as the loan, I'm sorry. It's okay. So, so, so the loan in an adjustable rate mortgage is really well, a line of credit. Yeah, but that's adjustable That's exactly rate. right. So that's it is right. a line of credit. Right. So, so it's always going to be, you can use it as a money management tool. I do it all the time with my reverse mortgage. If I want to set aside some money for something that I want to buy down sure. the road, I'll make voluntary payments into my reverse mortgage. That goes into my credit line, which is, in my case, now growing at 4%. Okay, which I, which I can access tax-free, sure. income tax-free, anytime I want to. This is sounding better and better. It's, <laughs> it's the most misunderstood and underutilized mortgage product out there. Well, listening audience, I told you I got the best on this show. I hope you're taking some notes. <laughs> well, you're kind in that. I, no. uh, I don't know that I'm the best. But, well, but I, I've been in the real estate business for 30 years. Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm kind of aware of this, but... No, no one's ever. I had one case of a lady that uh, her husband had died. They were good friends and died, and she said, "You know, I want to go into rest home, and I want to, you know, my kids want me to go into rest home, and blah blah blah, and I want to sell that." And somebody came in to me, talk, "What do you know about reverse mortgages?" And I said, "Duh, I don't know anything <laughs> about it." But if I had known, and especially you, you know, we could have changed that whole scenario for this lady, and she ended up sell, having to sell her house and. You know that she probably could have kept. She was. I mean, she wasn't in that bad of shape and wanted and, to stay there. And in many cases, those are are the situations that I get the most satisfaction from because Absolutely. unfortunately that happens all too often. You sure. know, they they go into a mortgage. Everything's great when they're both getting benefits. Now one passes away and the income's cut sometimes in half, yeah, sure. and they're stuck with a mortgage payment, yeah. and they don't know that this option plus available. everything else. Exactly. You know, exactly. Food and gas. And Taxes, and, you know, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, and I hope sometime during our time here we have an opportunity to talk about how real estate agents can actually yeah, no. leverage and leverage financial this. financial planners. Exactly. And, yeah, that's, I guess you call on them a lot, right? I just had a lunch meeting today with financial yeah. planners because yeah. here's, here's what's going on in the financial advising Please. world right now is their clients that they've been working with for these years on the asset accumulation, right. they're now retiring. So the financial advisors got them to the top of the mountain. Now they're going down the other side and they're looking and saying, wait a minute, how are we going to manage now the distribution of their funds sure. to make sure they don't run out of money? And too often in the past, home equity was like a sacred cow. We don't touch that, right. okay? Right. But when you think about it, you know, home equity is just – you you put hundreds of dollars a month into a house payment for years and years and years, and now you're sitting here on all this equity. Unfortunately, it's an illiquid assets. 
Wow. So that's crazy. So, so I, I, you know, uh, <laughs> Rudy, this is uh, this is incredible. Sorry, I had to wipe my nose. Forgive me. <laughs> All right. Just cold season. Yeah, I know. So, um, wow, Rod, you need to listen to this program. <laughs> Our guest today is Rudy King. This is Let's Talk Land. Thank our sponsors, landhub.com and Acre Value. Okay, hopefully you Yeah, win. this is good. So, Rudy, you've got my wheels turning here, buddy. <laughs> All right, so where were we the last one? We were basically uh, just just talking about uses and, and, and uh, how you can access the funds and, and so forth. Okay. Have we gone through the mechanics of this thing? How you start, what's the first thing, uh, the conference with HUD, uh, okay? We, we can r run through that yeah, very quickly. Just take quick. a step yeah, one, step two. Absolutely. Uh, the most I just listened to this show. Now I'm calling Rudy saying, this is real interesting. I'm 73, my wife's 70, blah, blah, blah. You know, uh, help me out. I think the first thing, the most important thing for people is to get with somebody that specializes in this that they uh, can trust uh, and, and get their questions answered and get the information they need so that they fully understand what it is, how it works, and how it could potentially benefit them. If they see a reason to go forward, then the next step would be have the HUD counseling call. Uh, after having met with that, that licensed representative and looked at uh, projections and so forth. What's the HUD call for? Is that <clears throat> again, necessary? Yeah, that is a requirement of the program before a loan application can be processed. And again, that's just... You don't just, even start an application until after that. Well, we can start it. We just can't start processing right. it until... And again, that's just the call for, the, for an independent party to can verify that the borrowers are mentally competent, that they're not being forced into this, that that uh, that it appears to be a good fit for them, okay? So what's that, like a 10 or 20 minutes? They will sell you, to, they'll, they'll tell you to set aside an hour for oh, really? typically, okay. if if the loan officer's done a good job of educating the people and going over the basics, it's 20 to 30 minutes sure. on average is what okay. I've seen with my clients. Uh, then it's the application. Uh, you submit the application. There will be support. Do they have to come to an office, or is this something the agent goes to, or it, can they docu-sign it? Or? They, they can docu-sign the application. It can be a mail-out application. Right. They can come to the office. We can come to your home and do it in your house. I, I like, I'm still old school and like the old kitchen table. Yeah, you know, too. let's sit down and talk. Might get uh, a cup per, of coffee and a piece that, of cake. That's exactly right. I that's know what exactly you're doing. right. But, uh, you know, we give them a good comprehensive list of the uh, supporting documents that we're going to need to, to present along with the application. At that point in time, it goes to intake. Once we have everything we need, it goes to processing. Once processing is complete with it, it goes to underwriting uh, and then clear to close. Typically, typically from application to closing. But there's an appraisal involved. There is so an appraisal. There is an working their schedule. Right. That. They've yes. Been behind, yes. So that could slow it up. That. Yeah. Thanks for pointing that out because that's usually the net, the first thing it's done as soon as processing right. gets it. Get it started. So we know on the front end what that's going to be. So you're and looking at the 30, 45 day close. Exactly. Exactly. In a timeline. Yeah, exactly. We can actually, if it's a purchase loan, we can actually close it in 30 days. What's typically. A what do you mean a purchase loan? You can actually buy a house with a reverse mortgage. No, you can't. You can't. I've got a house. Uh -huh. Why don't I want another one? <laughs> well. No, I'm talking about first time, well, that's not first time no. home buyer. <clears throat> no, no. If you're, if you are 62 or better okay, and you're looking to, to buy, if, if you're looking to buy a house, then this is probably a financing option for Why that Why would purchase. I need to buy one? Maybe I've been a rental for times or <clears throat> I want a second home? It could be that you're just, the home that you're in no longer fits your needs. Or you may be, you know, you're in Wisconsin and your family's in Charlotte or here right. and, and you want to sell and be closer to the grandkids. You know, it, it, boomers are buying houses. But I thought this was based on the house you're currently living well, in. Well, this is per buying your next residence. So let's just let's say All you right. let's say you're you're a a, 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 a sixty five year old couple, you're in a two story house that doesn't fit your needs anymore, you're looking for a single level ranch style whatever house 
close to your grandkids down, sure. or whatever the, it might be, okay, then you can actually use the same philosophy for of a reverse mortgage to buy your house. Let's go to our example. Give us an example. Yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> let's go back to our example. We You got this couple. They're in a $300,000 home, okay? Right. Uh, they're going to sell it. Let's say they're going to sell it. They're going to walk away with $300,000 cash in their pocket, Okay. Uh, they find a house for $300,000 that's perfect for them, okay? Their first inclination and the first inclination of the realtor is this is a cash sale. Easy peasy. We're done, okay? But if those borrowers can access or borrow $100,000 of that $300,000 purchase price using the reverse mortgage, now they're putting $2,000 cash up front, right. have $200,000 of equity day one, They've got a $100,000 reverse mortgage with a monthly payment of zero, and they've got $100,000 of cash left over in liquidity right. that they can use. might be for improvements in the house they're buying. It might be they just want to have it set aside for emergencies, invest, whatever it might be. So it becomes a matter of do you want all your money in equity in the house or do you want some of your money in equity in the house and some of it? liquid that you can access. Since this is a land show, I'm going to ask the question, could you do that? Could you buy land with that money? You, In theory, you could, right? Well, you can't purchase land with a reverse mortgage, but you could get and a reverse you, but you could get a reverse mortgage on your primary residence to access cash, cash that you could go out buy and buy land okay. with. Correct. All right. Correct. I feel better now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The other thing that that uh, that that this is the this is the thing that realtors miss. Uh, too often, back to our same scenario, our 65-year-old couple's in their $300,000 house. They need to move. They go out and they look at what's out there that suits them that they like and right. they would be willing to move to, and it's, there's nothing out there at $300,000 that they would 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 want some markets that's true that is true that we're in that market right now but there may be a home for four hundred thousand dollars that's perfect for them if they don't know about this program and the realtor doesn't know about this program that door may be closed lost opportunity exactly but if the realtor understands that we can take all or a portion of the 300 that you're getting from the sale of your current home and basically leverage that with a reverse mortgage, now you can buy that $400,000 house. So and you, still sell your house. And still sell your house. And take whatever remaining equity exactly, you with Exactly. So it can be a tool to actually put step up. Step, step up. up, exactly. Put people in a home that they're going to be comfortable in. You know, the whole it's designed for them to f- hopefully find a place that they can age sure. in place comfortably. Okay. So that's really what the purpose of this is, right? Well, way, one, well of them, one of them. I think I think it becomes a matter of where is you that want a Rudy to, purpose. It's where you want your money to be. Okay, okay. Uh, even somebody that could easily go out and spend four hundred thousand dollars cash to right. buy a house might be uh, it might be appealing to them to know that hey, I can buy this house not impact my cash flow with a monthly payment and hold on to some of my $400,000, which most people would like to do. I tell people all the time, home equity is a wonderful thing. There's nothing wrong with home sure. equity. It's just illiquid, you know, right. to, to, to convert it into cash. You're either going to have to sell the house. Or you're going to have to borrow against it. Right. And in any other loan program out there that I'm aware of, when you borrow against it, guess what you've just done? It should done. be A instead of B and C. It should be C. It should be A, <laughs> right? Right. Right. So, uh, and you've been able to do this with a reverse mortgage since 2009, and I'm always surprised at how many real estate people have never heard of it before. Well, I I had heard of it, (laughs) but here I am learning about it. Yeah, well, so, okay, let's play some other games here. Um, Health insurance, Mm -hmm. okay? Uh, For some reason, I'm just, I can't find it, or it's expensive, or... You know, I had it with the company. I'm no longer with the company for years, and man, now I'm looking at what it's going to cost. And I have some, I have some, uh, some ailments uh, that are expensive. Yeah. Uh, how, could this help me with that? <clears throat> Absolutely. One one of the things that we'll see is you've got there's somebody they're 62 years old. They want to retire. Right. In in some cases, they may need to retire for but, physical reasons. Right. But they can't. Uh, because 
they can't afford that. It's going to be five more years before they can, four more years before they can get on Medi Medicare. Right. Whatever it might be. that sure. Whatever that is. They could actually, assuming that they qualify for a reverse mortgage, they could access some of the equity in their home to use those funds to purchase health they insurance. They get the Cadillac insurance. They get the get the health insurance. Yeah. It's going to bridge that gap between sixty-two and Medi Medicare eligibility. Golly, we should put billboards up. <laughs> well, really, the other thing that we'll see is, uh, you know, the whole thing with Social Security. When do I take my Social Security? Yeah. Do I take it at sixty-two? Well, I, do I get it when I'm fully vested? Do I wait till I'm seventy? When I'm two years ago, I was sitting there asking these questions. Exactly. Eleven exactly. now. Yeah. So a lot of people will say, "Hey, I want to defer taking Social Security until I'm seventy years well, old." You get more in the long run. You get eight percent more for every year you wait. Right. Okay. To Based eight, on up, the current up to you know, to age age seventy. So this can be a vehicle to allow you to defer drawing your Social Security Which until is like age that's 70. a savings account, a hidden savings account, right? <clears throat> that you're not opening up the box and letting it grow, and then when that magic day comes, poof, look what I got. Exactly, exactly. So most anything that you can think of that you could potentially need funds for, right. okay, if you meet the qualifications and are eligible, you can potentially accomplish that and get access to those funds through the reverse mortgage. In a bear stock market, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, I've got a 401k. I have some side uh, investments in the market, some bonds, some this, some that. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I need money. I'm going to have to sell some of that stuff. I really don't want to sell in a down market because I think in, a, in a, whatever that time is that it'll get back to where it was or even better. Can I use this for that? Absolutely. It's 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 one of the 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 biggest values that financial advisors see in this product because again, they're managing your money right. and your money and they're and they're trying to help you uh, not outlive your money. Well, so they to speak. built the mountain for me. That's exactly right. And I'm on top, but now the, it's starting to <laughs> slope the other way, and I'm getting nervous. And guess which job's harder, getting to the top or going down? Well, I for them, Probably, yeah, 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 yeah. It's going down. Well, it's, that's your worry, and you, you know everything it, else. Exactly. Honey, I'm sorry, but you know I thought this was going to be where it was, but it's not. Realtors uh, see this as a great buffer asset. So you 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 have a paid for house. At 62, we put this reverse mortgage line of credit in place. We may not need it, but we might, okay? And now we've got a vehicle that can convert equity into cash. Now, let's say at some point in time you're you're pulling money from your 401K, your IRA, whatever it might be, and the market, as you alluded to, right. it's down 15%, sure. 20%. That's not a good time to pull money. And if you do that early on in your retirement, guess what? You're losing even more. You've just significantly increased the risk of, 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 of running out of money. Right. That's called longevity yeah, risk, yeah. okay? So they love to have this as a buffer asset when the market's down. Just say, we're going to pull it from your home equity, excuse me, this year uh, instead of from your investments, and we're going to let that let your investments, re you know, recover before we access those. And, again, the money they pull from the reverse mortgage, it's not – Taxable. Not taxable. It's not taxable. It's income. So, Bingo. Ding, so, ding, ding. So they need to pull 75 cents on every dollar to basically achieve right. the same thing, assuming they're pulling money from a, uh, a qualified investment account that would be taxable. So um, it, 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 again, it, the, the, the uses are endless. I'll tell you one that probably scares me personally and a lot of people more than anything, and that's that. the cost of long-term care, yeah. okay? We're living longer, but we're living longer with problems, health problems. Uh, long-term care is expensive. Uh, I just met with a gentleman last week in Stanley County whose wife is in a care facility over there, and it's $8,000 a month. Yeah, to wipe your tail. Yes. Yes, and some of them are more than that, and if and most people would prefer 8, home care. a month. Yeah, and if you're in a memory care facility, I'm hearing costs of ten to twelve thousand dollars a month in some. And of you live facilities. ten years longer. Yeah, exactly. So good lord. So th this can come into play in a couple of ways. One, if you're if you're healthy enough, you know, you buy insurance with health. You right. don't you, you don't buy it with money. It, right. it, it, 
you do buy it with money, right. but the health is the more critical part of it. Actual exactly. So if you can qualify for long-term care insurance, this could be a potential way to fund the premiums to pay for that. And, you know, we have far too few people that have addressed long-term care in this yeah, country. Yeah, probably 5% of the people have long-term care insurance and probably 60% of But there's of not them. another program like this that would address that situation in this scenario. Well, there's certainly insurance plans and other yeah. ways that you can pay for care, but this is one, v one way of doing but it. But using your home is what I'm talking about. Your primary residence, that investment that you've been paying in for 50, 60 years, okay, or for whatever it is, there's nothing really other than this reverse mortgage program. Is there any competition that you can put beside it and say, well, you can choose A or you can choose B? I don't think there is. Well, unless I'm wrong. The prevalence of home equity and, and housing wealth is probably, you know, greater than somebody having, you know, wealth in other places, right. let's so to speak, so, so you, that, that might be liquid. So, it yes, it can be a great option for that. It can also be a great option for funding long-term care for those people that can't qualify for the insurance. So, right. you're going to have to pay for it some way. Yep. So, if it's not buying paying premiums for the care, it could be pulling money out to pay for in-home care. Most of us would prefer to stay in our home as long as we Absolutely. can. Okay. Um, and most, uh, most, you know, Medicaid, for example, doesn't pay for care in the home. Okay. Medicare doesn't pay for long-term no. care period other no. than maybe a recuperation period sure. and so forth. So most anything that you can think of that you might need money for in, you know, in retirement, this is a potential option for everybody's not going to qualify for it and and uh and it's not going to be a good fit for everyone I understand that yeah 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 but there's so many people that don't know about it you keep mentioning these realtors which i am one <laughs> i gotta ask the proverbial question okay do we get commission on any transaction like this what's the realtor's role in this other than being a pr firm as far as understanding, I want to make some money. If I want to do advise somebody to reverse mortgage, am I part of the game? No, no, and you can't be. You know, financial advisors can't be. I mean, it, it's not. It's not. Well, a I just want to clarify yeah. that. It's basically you fulfilling your fiduciary relationship as a professional in what you're doing, right. be it the investments, being it manage, managing people's real estate needs, okay. whatever that might be, as buyers, sellers, whatever. And I'm not saying realtors need to know this program A to Z. Sure. All I'm simply saying is know that it's out there. But if, if, if I help them buy that $400,000 house, I'm going to get a commission on that. Correct. Correct. Okay. And, and it could be potentially you get two commissions. You right. could get, Sell their house. get the listing on their house. And, and, yeah. and, and the purchase. Now we're on. talking. Now we're talking. All right. <laughs> see, I'm taking care of my buddies okay, out there. You finally woke up. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Okay. All right. Golly. <laughs> All, right. All right. What else have we got out there? Uh, we've got the, um, we've got the uh, health insurance. We've got the uh, stock investment or the portfolio investment in a down market. Uh, Long-term care we've got. There's got to be some more that this will fit in the, in the, in the circle. Well, again, I mean, it, it's endless. You know, it, it, it is basically endless. It could be one of those things. I, I had an interesting conversation with a financial advisor one time, and, and he said, I really recommend that my clients give whatever they plan to give to sons, daughters, grandkids, right. whatever it may be, give with a warm hand, not a cold hand. Interesting. Don't wait until you die and then pass on to them whatever your estate planner will sure. says you were going to do. Do it while they're alive so you can see the benefits of it, maybe even give them some guidance and counsel on how to best utilize it and so forth. So this can be a way of being able to do just that, sure. fund those gifts and whatever you plan to do and be able to enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, or it could be, you know, uh, for for investors and insurance people hearing this might, they, they may say that their compliance people have some problems with this, but you know, once the, once the, the line of credits in place, how you use it is entirely up to you. you There's could, no steps on that anywhere. Exactly. You can go out if you're, again, if you qualify for you life. Go to Las Vegas. Quite, if you qualify for life insurance, buy life insurance right. policies for the kids, grandkids. Sure. Now you've taken care of your legacy 
for them and go do whatever you you want to do with your estate. I've got life. the wonderful Snow Village here for sale. You're not aware of it, Oakland <laughs> Devotion, and, and it's uh, a log home, custom built, and anyway, but it's full of antiques. Uh, they've just collected. They've got a whole store of stuff. They don't sell mm -hmm. it, and they've got a chapel, and you know it's a whole complex on 44 acres, 46 mm -hmm. acres that I have listed. And it was interesting, and they got a church with me, but when I was interviewing him about it, uh, he said, you know, it's, uh, we were talking about the kids. They got like uh, 60 different types of clocks, and this is off topic, <laughs> and about 80 uh, oil lamps, and I mean, just crazy. So NASCAR up the resume, and uh, he said, you know, we went to the kids and said, of this stuff, pick out what you want, and they did. And then we still got all this. He said, it's so much easier to give kids cash as opposed to giving them stuff like real estate mm -hmm. that's why we're selling you know we, we, i'd rather it's easier to give away cash than it is to try to divide who gets what and all this stuff you're absolutely right yeah they're absolutely right and the kids don't want the real estate they want the money from the real estate one, one generation makes it and the next generation <laughs> spends it that's right, right? That's, that's right now one thing probably we haven't talked about that we we should yeah, is please. um who is this likely not a good option for i mean as i said earlier it's not for everybody uh but uh, i would i would i would say that if a homeowner did not see themselves staying in that home for at least three to five years okay. depending on the circumstances sure. this is not a good option for them you know because there are costs to get in it, okay, and if you're only going to be there short for a short term, you're not going to have the benefit of doing that. I would not recommend it for somebody, okay. and that's one of the things that we explore on the front end that I want to know at least is, you know, tell me about your home. You know, does does this fit your needs? Do you see yourself there long term? And try to get as much information as you can. Let me ask you can. something. When that HUD call is made, they mm -hmm. passed your checklist. Mm -hmm. When the HUD call is made, they can catch stuff like this. Absolutely. That, okay. That's kind of a purpose of that HUD call, too, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. One of the things, too, that HUD will talk about a little bit is they'll get into finances a little bit. And, of course, we get into finances as well. Now, understand, this is not a mortgage that's underwritten like a traditional one. There's right. not debt-to-income targets that they have to hit and, and all of that. But we do look at their obligations and their income and we need to and their savings and their investments. we need yeah we need to verify that they're going to be in a financial position so that they will be able to pay their taxes pay their insurance pay their hoa the fees requirements make, and that could be four or five thousand dollars a year it, which exactly. is real money but there are things that they're paying anyway, whether they have a reverse mortgage. Well, they were paying it anyway. That's exactly it's right. It's just continuing. Right. So there is a financial assessment that's done. It's really looking just to make sure that there's income in place to do that. And quite frankly, that that was not in place for years with this program. And, it, and that's part of the reason for the biggest, most of the horror stories that right. you hear uh, out there is people, people got them that should yep. never have gotten them. Old in the greed comes from yep. Well, and they got them. They should never have gotten them in the yep. first place, and they didn't have enough money. When it comes to it, do I pay my taxes or do I eat or do I pay my taxes and get the medication I need? And now everybody in church knows about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and usually if you, if you hear of someone who ended up losing their home so right. to speak uh, and they had a reverse mortgage if you look into it more closely you'll find out that they were, they were unable to pay their property taxes and and or failed to do it sure. and guess what's going to happen to your home that you're in that, yeah. that's paid for if you don't pay your top property taxes come get it <laughs> so so uh so i wouldn't you know if if they if, Afford being able to afford and meet their obligations is critical. So if somebody couldn't do that, I would be, uh, I would not recommend it. Sometimes you can get into situations with legacy houses and stuff, something that's been in the family for years and years and years, and and you know th this may not be a good option for the current owners right. with that with the whole family dynamics and yeah. so forth. So, anything else that. Uh might come up there's a reason why not to even waste your time well you know there's probably things that i may be omitting but those are the Basics those are the, the biggest basics, biggest yeah. ones that do come yeah. to mind you know there we could i could talk all day about this obviously sure. but uh, it's uh, it's something i love and then and, I, and uh, well speaking uh, of that what gets you up in the morning uh 
knowing that uh, that I've got opportunities out there to change someone's life. Mm -hmm. That's uh, sort of like me. Yeah, yeah. I don't. You, you, we talked about this earlier. We don't go to work. People say you going to work today. I said, "Hell, I ain't worked in thirty years. This ain't work." <laughs> I love what I do. Yeah, I, I do love too. helping people. Yeah, and uh, and uh, I give back. I, I donate this show. Uh, four years, I don't know, fifty thousand dollars maybe yeah. for the cost of this radio station and the podcast and the GoDaddies and all the other stuff. But uh, it's fine. I, I'm able to do it. And uh, as far as I know, this is the only show in the country talking about land well you know, and i hope so. i hope people appreciate it well and find value in it yeah. and i'm sure they do yeah. yeah i tell people all the time it took me 65 years to find what i love to do so but i'm glad i did oh yeah yeah well you fit the, you fit the mole well you fit the mole well, well thank you um with about a minute or two left here um uh, is there anything else that we need to leave the audience with and you can go back and say this this or whatever you want to do well again uh 62 or older. Okay. I, I mean, if I were somebody out there thinking who who would be. But that's the youngest if you're married and both living. Exactly. So if you're 62 or older and you've got 50 plus percent equity in your house and still making a mortgage payment and uh, eliminating that payment from a cash flow perspective, perspective could change your lifestyle significantly, this is probably something to look into. It and could and, make and, your and, day. And all the other reasons and potential yeah, uses that we, that we talked about. about. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but I certainly would welcome any questions from any listeners. You yeah, know. And you cover North and South Carolina? I'm licensed in North and South Carolina only, um, and I do that just because, again, I'm a kitchen table kind what of guy. What type of license do you have? Is this an insurance license? It's a, it's a, a loan. a special license? Yeah, it, it's a mortgage loan. Mortgage origin loan origination yeah, yeah. license. And then there's a specialization that you get into to be, be qualified to do that. education. Exactly. Does, it's a designation, right? Yeah. Or? yeah. Uh, so, uh, but but I'm just in those two states. But Mutual of Omaha has oh, yeah, representatives yeah, sure. like me all over sure. the country. So what a great name, huh? I yeah. wish the old show was back. I, I know it is on YouTube. It is. There's like ten episodes I think that will be airing really? this year. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Bringing it back, huh? Mm -hmm. Well, I don't think they're bringing the regular show back at this point. They're but reenacting it. They're well, they're new shows with new people, but they're they're not like an, uh, Sundays at seven, you right. know, type program. Gotcha. There's going to be ten of them, I think, in 2023. Huh. We'll see where it that. goes from yeah, there. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. Wow. Well, you've been a great guest. How do they get in touch with you, Rudy? Uh, my cell phone number is 704-770-6584. That's the easiest way to get in touch with me. My email address is Rudy. It's R-U-D as in dog, Y, King, K-I-N-G, at mutualmortgage.com. And just so you know, mortgage has a T in it. What? Did you know that, Rudy? <laughs> no. We're at it's before the first G, between the R and the G. <laughs> it's not mortgage, it's mortgage. <laughs> wow. I love it. Hey, thank you for joining us today. My pleasure. Let us know how you like the show. All questions and comments are welcome. This show is for the public and most importantly for real estate agents who do not have a source for land education. All of our shows can be found at www.letstalkland.com. Dot net, that's dot net. You'll also find us on Spotify and Podbean. My email is lou at mylandpro.com. Lou at mylandpro.com. My cell phone number is 336-669-1405. Our website, company website, is www.mylandpro.com. www.mylandpro.com. Hey, we'd like to thank our sponsors, landhub.com. If you're looking to buy or sell land, landhub.com previews thousands of properties nationwide. That's landhub.com and AcreValue, today's sponsor. If you want to know who owns the field down the road or what was sold last year, the best place to research land all for free is AcreValue.com. Dot com. Dot com. Rodney, how do they get in touch with us here? 
Well, Lou, they can go to our website, go to WKTE1090.com, and also they can download the simple radio app and hear us anywhere in the world. How uh, simple is it? Pretty simple, isn't that right, Rudy? That's right. You think Rudy, <laughs> think Rudy can do it? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, Shadow can do it. Shadow can do it? Yeah. Wow. You just have to help her a little bit. Well, I understand. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Well, and we've won some nice awards, but before I say that. Right. What does WKTE do for people out there? We make them happy. How do we make them happy? Because we play happy music, beach and oldies. That is the happiest music ever invented. That's right. I agree. Right? I agree. Huh? Yep. Absolutely. I mean, the best. Rudy's thing, right? been smiling ever since he's been in the building. <laughs> well, we're all contemporaries, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, growing up, I mean, there's nothing. And you've been in the business all your life. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, really, I mean. It is. Huh? It is. Huh? Makes you feel good. Yeah, it does. Well, that's the feel-good station. That's it. And we've won some nice awards because we make people feel good. That's it. <clears> we <throat> got a lot of loyal listeners out there. Eight years in a row of being the top beach and oldies radio station on the East Coast. That's like from Canada to Key West over to the Mississippi or yeah, does it go out like to that. the Atlantic, like mm. the islands out there? Well, I don't know that now. Oh, okay. We'll have to, t- we'll have we'll to, have to ask them about that. Okay. Yeah. And you won a nice award. Yeah, the Reader's Choice Announcer of the Year Award. Well, well, congratulations. Yeah, well, thank right. you. That's, That's a big thank deal. You. That's yeah. a big yeah. one. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Well, you. thank you for joining us. We'll see you next Sunday. Uh, Let's Talk Land.